Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by all of our Patreon subscribers. Find out more about how you can subscribe for early and ad-free access and special perks at every level when you go to patreon.com slash sunranto and sign up for as little as a dollar today. Do it now. Enjoy the show. Coffee blue blood flowing through our veins Sitting in the bleachers in the rain We've shed a million tears and drank as many old-style beers out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento and the lovable Lucy. Lucho Scully. Sunrento. Michael. Sunrento. Cotton. Sunrento and the lovable Lucy. Michael Cotton. Hola, and welcome to the Sun Ranto show, our first pregame show of the 2023 season as we await the Cubs and the Padres later on tonight. Uh, this show is brought to you, as always, by our 109 Patreon supporters. We added somebody this week. Thank you very much for jumping on. Uh, you rock. That's a guy named Todd, uh, I believe. Uh, actually, I, I think I got that wrong. <laughs> anyway, but thanks for jumping on the uh, – we're off to a great start here. But, no, you, you rock. You rock. Thanks, for, you thanks are, for jumping on the you. Patreon. Yeah, you rock. And uh, – you know, this is what I want to point out right now is that we are completely listener supported here on the Sunranto show. So we, we're not like the other podcasts that, you know, they're, they're going to they're going to have corporate sponsors telling them what they can say, you know, like maybe DraftKings uh, might be a sponsor of their show. And so they can't criticize the ugly sports book that they've built in the right field corner of Wrigley Field. But we on this show, because we are listener supported, we can bitch all we want about that stupid sports book and never stop. So thank you to our Patreon supporters. Listen to um, this fucking guy telling us all how he's excited about the bitch clock and what's he do? He starts off and doesn't even hit himself with it. <laughs> yeah, well, this is we're going to do this later in the show, but we've got a new segment on the show called The Bitch Clock, which is kind of like The Bitch Clock, but way funnier, in which uh, we get 60 seconds to bitch about a, uh, a topic that is listener-picked on the wheel of, of Cubs grievances. So, uh, very and if exciting nothing stuff. else, this should cut the amount of time the Cotton spends going off on things that 
just beating that dead horse into glue. We have yeah. been here a long time. The beatings will continue. Yeah. Yeah, the DH didn't. The t- bitching about the DH did no not even make about the, the DH. Yeah, because well, it's so not much, on the. You're fucking it up every time. It's not on the wheel of grievances. So my name's Danny Rocket. That's Michael Cotton, and we've got IFG in the house. And so, uh, what's everybody drinking? Uh, I showed the Guinness got? earlier. I am a. It's March. It's Irish yeah. month. It's time to get green. I get ruby red because Guinness is not black; it is ruby red. Uncle Arthur, no, it's ruby red. Go to the if you look through into the light, it is the darkest, darkest red. And if you go, and I didn't know that until I went to the the Guinness brewery, and they told me that, and it blew my mind. So now I just they're imagine screwing I'm, with you. Now, now they're I'm screwing with you that I'm drinking red blood. Light. I'm just drinking the <laughs> blood of leprechauns. So well, what do you got? IFG? I have, uh, in, in a slight departure from my norm, I'm drinking an IPA today. It's a, a double IPA by Alaskan Brewing called Smash Galaxy. Uh, it also just so happens, uh, because I've been asked a lot for tips on getting around at uh, T-Mobile Park here in Seattle with Mariners play, um, the most efficient beer per dollar is this guy right here in the Amazon no touch walk in walk out shop they're like right behind so, so like when you amortize the alcohol content versus the price exactly. and for an IPA for a higher end beer that's the one that you need to yeah, get yeah this All is right. like 1350 or something like that and it's uh, eight and a half percent I have spent innings at the ball game trying to do the math on that stuff because they're like, well, this one's twenty, this one's twenty ounces, but it's only a four point eight percent, and but it's sixteen dollars. But if I get this higher ABV, I know it's it's tough. Well, um, that's the one. It's the I, Amazon Fresh Store. Okay, and uh, I am drinking, and I don't normally drink beer. But I, I, I went bowling earlier today with my friend Alan, and I had a couple of beers, and I'm like, you know what? Let's stay on the beer trade. I just got beer all over my, my computer. <laughs> God damn it. Damn well, it. Uh, See, in our, in our chat, we have Clinton Nathan getting off the wine this week going Yerba Mate, uh, Bernie, infused tonic. I So that's like THC tonic water? It's yeah, like that's bong it. water, right? Like they just. Yeah, bong water. Bong water <laughs> in, the bo- they put the bong water into uh, one of those. Uh, what, what are the machines that you push and it puts the carbonation in it? Yeah. The soda yeah, like stream. A, a soda stream. Bong water in the soda stream. It's, it's, it's bong water soda stream. <laughs> uh, we got uh, John water out of my Jack Skellington glass. Very nice. Uh, I, I have to mention though that this is I, this Sugars? is a Club Four Hundred beer. I just I got a shout out I to the Club Four Hundred Brewery. Yeah, this is uh, this is a a ballpark lager um, from Crystal Lake Brewery. Uh, Stuart McVicker brewed this. This is all part of the club. So I got one left now too. There, so now oh I'm man, are those still available? Good. I mean, I know I can't get them at the Total Wine and More here in Seattle, but are they still? You got to be in the area. Home? Yeah, you yeah, got You got to be been in having Chicago. them for like two years, two or three years now. They're they're running on with that. Nice. 
Yeah, and uh, I do have bong water is uh, mango pineapple flavor. Yeah, well, you can't have bong flavor. That's that's just terrible. Um, and Chris Salato is reminding everybody that hashtag chance in the chat in order to win a Frank Chance postcard, which I don't have one handy, but here, here's one sent to you by me with a with a message of love and doom. Frank Chance coming your way. I don't know. A bunch of stuff just fell off a shelf. So, like, we're off to a great start here on the Sunranto show. And um. So and I do and let's point out some birthdays, lots of birthdays. Crawley's son Daniel, otherwise known as Crawley Jr. Uh, this is all from the Sun Ranto calendar, which uh, we it started now because it's March third. So we're three days into March. This is your your March and your brand new March calendar. Uh, we got Daniel Dezine or Gene. Uh, it's uh, Crawley's son, uh, Susan Ward. Her birthday's today, actually. Happy birthday, Susan. Uh, Lisa Cram is on the fifth. Uh, Steve Breitbach, Heather Zamaya, and of course, next Friday, he won't be joining us because he'll be on his way to London, but Michael Cotton will be turning 83. Congratulations. I, I will be 80 fucking three. I was, Michael, are you the eldest child in your family? I am not. I'm not. My, my sister is 50. So. Uh, I, I think I read somewhere that... Um, that a lot of eldest children in the family are born in March because of June weddings. Oh, no. Huh. No, so, no, honest to God, sister born in August, absolute, like, just surprise, uh, born in San Antonio, Texas, right after my dad got out of uh, basic training. And then I was born just before he got out of the Air Force because they wanted uh, the government to pay for it. So that's why we're three and a half years apart. <laughs> Brilliant. We are, we are either end of that Army spectrum. You're literally Army brats. Yes. Like, the, uh, well, or Air Force brats, I guess. But, yeah, Force, the, uh, yeah. you know, the, my mom got pregnant and my dad joined the military and said, Oh my God! Let's uh, get this done in under ten months, so that we're covered <laughs> because we were poor <laughs> and we needed somebody else to cover that shit. And then uh, they were like, "Well, we're getting out. We're going to be poor again. So let's so let's have another kid." <laughs> have another because kid. That, that's nothing like bringing a kid into a poor family to to make the world go round. That's what you do. You. You're like, you know what? Fuck, man, we're going to be poor as shit. Why do we have well, kids? I I'm glad you're here. I wouldn't have been able to do the podcast without you. I would have, I would have find a whole different guy. <laughs> and it's not, so, you know what? That's not easy to do. I I, yeah. I totally understand. You fucking lucked out with me. <laughs> I certainly did. <laughs> I don't want to do so, my own um, horn, but beep beep. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we've got a voicemail. I. No, we haven't used the voicemail for years, but it was I was reminded that we had one when Dan Nielsen died uh, and because he l used to be the main guy that left voicemails. And there were even a few of his I'd never even played on the show until recently. And so I gave out the number and we have a voicemail uh, and I'll give out the number again. It's 872-216-5375. It spells nothing, unfortunately. 872-216-5375. Call in with whatever you want to say, and we'll put it on the air. Dan Nielsen used to pretend he was Ben Zobrist living in 
Bill Sugars' basement. So that totally plays on this show. Here's a voicemail. <laughs> yeah. Actually, Dan used to be all sorts of people. Uh, Can you hear this? Also known as Wrigleyville Bum. I didn't know we had a little louder if you could. Uh, yeah, hold on. And I don't really have anything to rant about. Not yet, anyway. I think I'll save that when the season actually starts. I'll start it again. I start getting Taylor? pissed. But uh, don't even just... let me. Here we go. Well, this is the first time I've called this number. Uh, this is Joe, also known as Wrigleyville Bum. I didn't know we had a rancher uh, hotline. And I don't really have anything to rant about. Not yet, anyway. I think I'll save that when the season actually starts and I start getting pissed. But uh, I was just uh, calling to say I can't what wait until the damn Cubs season awesome. starts. I'm looking forward to coming to Wrigley as much as possible. And uh, hopefully we'll get to see some of you out there and, and we can have a drink. And uh, proud to be a ranter. So let's see what happens with the Cubs this year. The God, bitches. This person right, well, seems well, this nice is the first and time reasonable. This number. Uh, this is Joe. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's on loop. What does what does Go play that message over we, and over we again? We did the Groundhog yeah. Day thing like a month ago. <laughs> um, so um, yeah, anyway, I I totally agree with his sentiment. You know, I'm just yeah. uh, it was fun having a, a week of baseball games going on, and it was just like to know that there was a game every day, even though I had stuff to do and I was sitting here working and the, to have the Cubs game on in the background and for us all to be chatting on the Discord, the Patreon Discord, and, like, you know, just being together and watching these guys exercise and get out there. It's just been a, a fun week. It's like a sight for sore eyes, to be honest, after kind of a tough winter. And I don't know. I just – I felt I've, – I've been feeling great about it. How are you, how you guys doing? How's your uh, how's your week been? I mean, it's it's been. You don't rough. care about spring training. I I really don't care about spring training. I like it. Like I do like hearing baseball in the background. The problem is that it's been a lot of uh, you know shitty announcers. So like the other day when it was uh, Pat Hughes, going, that was nice. That like, was really it, nice. I I couldn't watch the game that much. I'm over there. I'm like. I'm over like right over there and I'm working, but I got the game on over here and I can kind of hear it and it's just really good. Uh, I will say I liked actually Coom Dog and JD together, which is weird because there's actually not a play-by-play guy in there. That They're the color guys and they normally are like, don't do that. Geez, somebody's got to pay attention. Those guys were on every pitch. So... Yeah. yeah, well, and then you like compare that. that to our play-by-play guy who, as far as I can tell, can't see the field. They should probably so. move his chair away from the pole. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> He's got the worst heat in Wrigley. He's right behind the pole. But, yeah, I mean, it's true that it's hearing Pat Hughes, and I don't know why Boog's not on every game, but it's – I, I'm very was very pleased when Pat Hughes was calling the game, and I had to tweet out about. it. I was like, "This is not a drill. Get to your TV right now because it's actually a watchable situation." So, um, well, we do have some uh, games to talk about. I mean, we don't really have to talk about the games because, like, who cares? You know, they, they've lost more than they've won. That's the case so far. We'll, well talk about statistically the good. Later. We hold, want hold on, Danny. We don't have to talk about the games because. 
Danny and then I did one of them have been doing a thing called Cubs Pod where we actually go over like do a quick recap. It's in the inbox of all the Patreon supporters only. All the Patreon supporters get it the morning after the game. So they missed it. They wake up. They're driving to work. They get to hear a little bit about the game from us. Uh, so, yeah. So if you're a Patreon, you are caught up. Yeah. And we just, like little 10 minute podcast, just kind of telling you what happened in the game, just the basics and also uh, what's going to happen in tomorrow's game. And who's going to pitch, and you know what we're looking at, what team, what team we're playing, and a little thing about them. It's been fun to put together. It's it is hard to talk by yourself though, like to it nobody sucks. else. <laughs> yeah, because you, because it's just like, you know, you're with yourself. So usually when you're talking by yourself, you don't mind going on tangents in your own brain, but you can't do that when you're all by yourself. Uh, Bill Sugas says better than the Athletic. I agree, because yep. the Athletic, you know. They're full of themselves on, on the athletic. They think they're so smart and they want to be actual media and act like they're not actual media, but they want to be actual media. We don't. We just want to be fans of the team that have fun with all of you guys. So it's it's totally worth uh, yeah. becoming a Patreon member just, just for that podcast alone and to support everything that we're doing. All we ever but, do is um, give them more for Patreon. Like, get in now, and it's like you're not going to, like – later down the road be upset it's not going to be like manny machado when he's 47 years old or whatever he is at the end of his career you know and they're still paying him bazillions of dollars when you're 47 you'll be like god damn this podcast is great i now get even more stuff yeah Exactly. Every year we just add like another million dollars worth of content. That's really what we do. <laughs> we really so, are. I mean, that's what I value at. That's what I put on my tax return anyway. Valued assets, one million dollars worth of podcast. I one, say I own one million dollars. <laughs> so, um, but we, we don't have to go through all the games, but uh, I think we should go through how some of the players are starting their spring with little rakes flakes throws blows so today i'm going to show you how to rake how do you rake michael man it, it feels like uh it's it's mid-season except ask for nelson velasquez how you rake <laughs> except for none of this stuff makes any sense because there's only been uh a few at bats for any of these guys but the rakes but david small sample size that's what rakes flakes throws and blows is all about this, yep. Who's hot? David Bodie is making a strong argument for why he should be in Chicago instead of Des Moines. In eight at bats, he has five hits, one walk, one dong for a 625 batting average and an 1825 OPS. I'm still waiting for my Bodie shorts, obvious shirts. Just as importantly, zero strikeouts, people. Zero strikeouts for David Bodie. Now you might say, ah, oh, whatever, it's it's eight at bats. Uh, but the most of bats on the team is 11. So it's not like, like, it's a small sample size, but not in terms of everyone else. He is fucking far and away better than anybody else. Uh, honorable mention to Mike Talkman. Want to throw him in there because we'll probably never hear his name again. But Mike Talkman has five hits That's and nine. Nobody can pronounce it. Yeah, but he's it's also Talkman. got three of bats. <laughs> it's it's Talkman. Yeah, I was I was corrected by Clint Nathan on the show, and here here's Clint writing in. I like those morning podcasts. Danny pronounces Talkman correctly now because I was saying Talkman, the and I was even saying more 
more out than you just did because you were well, somewhere I between. I want to say couch them all. That's what I want to say. But he has no <laughs> home runs. Couch them all. All right. Well, that's I think, it. That's what I we, think we actually might see. A, we'll talk about Mike Mike Talkman in a bit, but uh, it, we might see some Mike Talkman because of say a Suzuki. But we'll talk about that. But can we talk about because we're on David Bodie and I don't have him later on the script. He's not on the forty man roster. So if you're gonna break camp make with him, for him. Well, I mean, if he keeps hitting like this all spring, is I mean, what are they going to do? I mean, maybe they could figure out a trade. They're already paying him. I, I don't know. Like, didn't they, they break trade to Patrick Wisdom already? Well, Patrick's groin is hurt, so he hasn't played except for like the first the first game, I think. Yeah, and then. So what if so Patrick I don't know. doesn't start active? Well, but but that's the thing. He's not on the 40, man. 40. That's, what, that's what Danny's saying. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. the problem. You, need you have to dump move. somebody from the 40, man. Now, if they put uh, Wisdom on the 60-day or something, then they could bring well, him. They put him on the on the 60-day. But then once he comes back, then you know, then you got to dump Bodie again. You know, like you have to actually, you know, DFA him or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah, that's it's somebody's got a somebody's on the bubble here, and we already have like nine thousand third basemen. So, and David Bodie, he was kind of the odd man out for a while there in the McBoatstrabonical sweepstakes, mm-hmm. and uh, so now they're giving Madrigal all these uh, these starts and reps at third base and at bats, and he's doing pretty well. I mean, I'm surprised you didn't mention him in the rakes because he he didn't he's not really raking, but he is doing what we always he, thought he. Exactly, do. but he's not he's not doing anything spectacular this week. Like, yes, he's he's doing okay. He's doing better than maybe we've ever seen him, but he's not yeah. a he's no David Bodie. <laughs> Talkman, uh Talkman is the one who played in KBO. He was with the Hanoi Eagles last year. Ah. Yeah. Well, yeah, and he was with the Yankees, but I I got some we're gonna talk about him in a second because he might be if Saya doesn't start the year with the team because he's hurt, I think Tachman might make this team. But we'll talk about that in a little See, bit about possible now, replacements for Saya. Now that makes it even harder for Bodie to get on because if they need to put Tachman on that forty band, they don't want to do it. Then then Bodie's really going to be the odd man out. What he's doing right now, though, is the absolute best thing he could do for himself in the Cubs because if he looks that good. They may be able to trade him out of spring training for anything, and they fucking should, because if he's gonna hit six twenty five in spring training, get rid of him because he's there's there's just no spot for him in the future. You know what I mean? So fucking get something, bag of balls, anything. Well, and really any of them. Like you got McKinstry, you've got uh, you've. I mean. You've so got none of them are magical. doing what Bodie's doing, and yeah. and Bodie has a, a history already of being a particularly good bench bat, which is a nice thing to be able to sell people on. Like he typically hits better with guys on base than he does with guys not on base, which is weird and awesome, and one of the reasons that I'm always so high on him. And here, well, here's and the Cubs, he, he like. IFG, I think what you're talking about is like he was really big in the barrel rate, right? Like mm-hmm. he was barrel rate, hard hit, like Eve, all of his outs were those hard hit outs. So like Shambi drooling over those outs. I didn't like him, but 
the game is shifting a little bit, but he was hitting the ball hard at the time, and then he got hurt. He slid. Well, he did the dumb thing and like dislocated his shoulder, sliding into second base. And so he's actually had a year and a half to just suck. And And here's a great. He might be coming back. Clint makes an awesome point here. Yeah, the Dodgers need an. Yeah, the Dodgers need an infielder. Gavin Lux's out for the year. Torres ACL, and yeah, we could send Bodie over there. We could send Madrigal over there. I mean, I don't think I think they'd probably rather have somebody like Bodie with like a little bit of pop that can play every day a little bit more than, you know, maybe a, a Madrigal is not known for playing third base, and he's been right. doing over okay over there from what I could tell. But it doesn't. But he's not like proven it, healthy, which is not what you want to replace a broken guy. Right. Well, and the only way they're getting Madrigal is if the Cubs, I mean, the Cubs might like to get rid of Madrigal and then they won't get rid of Bodie. But I can't see yeah. anybody well, going and saying like they'd rather have Madrigal way, over Bodie at this moment. Either way, there's not enough room for all these guys, period, end of story. They don't have enough right now. To I, I, I have they, Jesus they got have to they, about the Bodie talk and she walked left. Away. <laughs> yeah, well, there, there was it's there was a bunch before. of noise coming. There was a bunch of noise coming through it. I don't. I, I didn't know what it was. If it was like, but uh, all right. Well, let's move on to the flakes, shall we? We've we've kind of beat the dead horse. With, yes, uh, I can't wait for this with, one. Yeah, all right. Uh, here's your flake. I haven't worried about flakes since my grunge days. Remember them? I Barely remember them. I had my grunge days. I'm still kind of grungy. Flakes, I'm going to go ahead and throw PCA under the bus right away. You hate him. Armstrong. He has this. You're just jealous. Bats as David Bodie. But he's got the same amount of hits as me. Zero. (laughs) Zero. Fucking. He is seeing the ball okay, though, because he does have three walks, but he's also got three strikeouts. So, I mean, look, I mean, I saw Pico uh, Armstrong play uh, last year in Cedar Rapids, like watching uh, South Bend versus Cedar Rapids. He's fun. I am excited about him. But it always makes me laugh when people fucking pump somebody up so bad. And then David Bodie not only outplays him, but makes it look like they're not even in the same league. I don't know. What do you think? What do you think? Am I am I am I too hyped about hating on other people who like the prospect? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're you're anti prospect right now because I'm, you, I'm anti prospect perverts. I like the yeah. prospects, but you never know what's going to happen with them. Yeah, I I get you. No, you you gotta you gotta be cautiously optimistic with some of these guys. And I will say, so who else? Pete Crow Armstrong. I'm going to tell this story real quick about when I saw him playing for Cedar Rapids. A ball hit to left field. That's not a long hit. Ball hit to left field. He's at third. He tags up, runs home, and absolutely beats the throw by a million miles. Doesn't slide, just runs through the. That's how far ahead of the throw he was. And yeah, he's uh, quick. He's fast. He's really fast, but he's running and he's trying to slow down. He gets up to the the backstop and there's this guy sitting in the front row in a Cardinals jersey and Pete Crow Armstrong runs up to him and says, uh, it's the wrong jersey, man. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, 
when he's coming in, like the guy started yelling at him and he's coming back the the coach is like asking him like, what did you just say? Oh, I just said he had the wrong Jersey on. And then the rest of the game, the guy was like pumping up his Jersey for Pete Crow Armstrong or whatever he came up. It was great. Um, he's P- PCA also has two stolen bases. So I, I think you should take him off your little flakes list. Nope. You probably he's staying <laughs> zero hits. No, uh, hey, also, dishonorable mention to Tucker Barnhart and Edwin Rios, also O for the spring. Yeah, there's another guy, Edwin Rios. They, we added him to the McBoatree but McBonagle situation. Rios. Yes. Del, Del yeah. Rios? I don't know. McBoatree Del Rios. Yeah. So, um, how about a throws? Like, who, who's the throw? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're throwing like up our hands crazy. to the Lord. You, you know, know, I never you realized know a religious podcast, right? Do you know what uh, I never realized about? <laughs> do you know what I never realized about that uh, video of them doing that dance with those kids? Is the little kid, the the littlest kid, is just not doing anything. Like she's <laughs> not. She's like, check it out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna show it again. Throw my hands to the Lord. She's just yeah. not participating. Yeah, like, oh God, <laughs> She's wrong. like, oh my God, these people are insane. And, you're, and she'd be right. She'd be right. <laughs> All so right. Who's your thrower? So as if the hitting isn't ridiculous with so few at bats, uh, getting hyped about spring training, pitching, even goofier. But I'm going to do it. Uh, with 4.2 innings pitched, Rowanus Elias. Am I saying that one right? Rowanus Elias? We'll go with it. Sure. Okay. He uh he's the Iron Man of spring so far, four point two innings. That's where we're at with these uh with judging where these pitches are. But now they're all these guys are pitching at the end of the game against other minor leaguers. I mean that's who's out there getting minor league camp against minor league camp at the end of these games when when right. Rowanus Elias is pitching in the eighth. Right. Well, I'm just saying he's got the most innings of anybody. So, you know, give him give him a little props for not uh, breaking his arm. I mean, Hoffman already threw his arm out. He wasn't anywhere near 4.2 innings. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But the thrower, Matt Duffy. Y'all remember Matt Duffy. He has five strikeouts, only two innings of work. So it's Duffy with an EY, not like the original Matt Duffy of Cub fan of Cub fan. Right. Okay. Matt so Duffy was I a southern third name. baseman. I saw that name and I'm like, why did that I think I know this guy, but then the EY confused me. Okay, never mind. Not did you see that there are two Max Muncies too now? Yeah, I heard on oh, the, the Cubs pod you said the Max Muncies. So wait, but it was Matt Duffy before, right? Matt Duffy with a FFY. This is Matt Duffy with a FFEY. And he's a pitcher. The other Matt Duffy was a third baseman. This guy's a pitcher. God uh, damn the, it. Both Max Muncy's, I believe, are are neither one of them are pitchers. I think they both play third base. So, <laughs> so that's not confusing. What a mess. And we have two uh, Will Smiths. Two Will Smiths. I know, right? Anyway. Is it, Look, William yeah. Contreras and Wilson Contreras. That's pretty close. Like, I would not do that. If that's I the same family. family. Well, I uh, yeah. to be, yeah. Well, my mom is Crystal and her younger sister is Krista Lynn. It's very dumb. Oh, my God. That's, that's, you don't do that. I used to hate that. Like, I, Wait, I had of a fault in Krista Lynn? Yeah. Oh, 
holy shit. They just added two, three extra letters. My, my they had one freaking idea and they just creative. went. <laughs> yeah. She's like, that well, name worked saying? well enough the first time. We'll just try it again. <laughs> it's like, Michael, you didn't name either of your kids Michael. Because then when I call your house, I got to go, you know, like back in the old day when you called like the landlord line and you'd be like, <laughs> you'd be like yes, is, is Michael there? And like the woman would be like, junior or senior? And you're like, well, I'm obviously a little kid. I'm calling for the junior. Yeah. Yeah, my friends did that. There's Brendan. He's big Brendan, and little Brendan is his son. Okay, now granted, little Brendan is littler than Brendan, but they're both well above six feet. One's like six <laughs> five and one's six four. And that's, that's right. big and little Brendan. The worst one I ever heard was when I was uh teaching daycare a million years ago now. I had a set of twins. They were called Tanya and Natanya. <laughs> Not Tanya. Not I am, Tanya. I swear to God, I took care of these little two-year-old uh, girls, Tanya I, and Natanya. You know what? I will tell you when I when I found out I was having a, a second boy, the second name is really hard because the first kid gets like the name that you really wanted for your boy, and then the second one comes along, and you're like, "Well, I guess it's fucking Joe Schmo because I don't have a name for him." Uh. <laughs> anyway. Let's move on. Let's move on to the blows. Yeah. Everybody's everybody is out there going, this blows, and they are correct. Yeah. Let's find out um, who blows. But you didn't even talk about Marcus Stroman, did you? Like Marcus Stroman looks ready to go. All right. No, like okay, he's so Marcus Stroman, he also has five strikeouts, uh, but he's pitched twice as many uh innings as Duffy, which is why he didn't get the uh, that's why he didn't get the, the throws, but yeah, he's actually looking, he's looking all right. Uh, other than, you know, he needs to settle his knee down because apparently if you shift it all, they'll fucking balk you. That was, that was crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, they said they were going to call more box and he, yeah. Stroman walked the first batter of the game, Tony Kemp in that A's game. And then he barely, like, his kneecap, like, the wind blew a little bit, and his pants moved, and then, like, the Fuck. the uncle's like, and I'm yep. like, Jesus. I much. want that to happen now. I want that to happen now. I want it to piss everyone off, because that's going to happen all season. Literally, everything is going to be a balk. Yeah, if if I... they take too much time, it's a balk. If they throw too many times, it's a balk. If they put their foot too close to the ground, it's a balk. It's like, we would need to have all this crap happen now, so that we can force them to freaking define what a balk is. Yeah, and in IFG, I, yeah, I saw that you said that. Uh, I think in the um, in the the Discord, you were talking about that how they yeah, need to probably. define exactly what it was. Discord, another Patreon perk. Uh, but we were, but I was thinking about that. A balk is. I mean, if you want to define it, it is already defined. You have to make a move that makes the runner believe you're going to the plate like you are starting your pitch and then you throw over that's a balk what happened out there was like like literally like danny said like it could have been the wind that moved his like it, it was nobody so in the world minimal. thought that he was running at that or th thought that he was pitching at that moment you know, but yeah, the dude the, took off running. So I guess it's like, it's almost like gamesmanship. It's like you're watching for that to happen because if you take off running, it's like in uh football, if you see 
an offensive lineman like twitch a little bit as a defensive guy, yeah, jump off lines and then they'll call it on him. So I feel like that's kind of what happened. Like he was just waiting for anything. And as soon as he saw it, he ran and otherwise it wouldn't have been called. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's all a messed up situation right now. Uh, Luckily we're in spring training and as we know, it takes a month and then everything miraculously gets worked out and we don't have these problems in regular season. Yeah, never. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how about some uh, some blowers? Are you ready for some blow? Yeah. Ooh, always. <laughs> Just put your lips together and blow. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> I did it. <laughs> so the blowers, tale of two Nicks. Nick Birdie and Nick Nider have both thrown 0.2 innings and walked three batters. Uh, but there is somebody worse. Let's give the biggest blow to Hunter Biggie with his two walks in 0.1 innings. Now, I did that because in addition to the two walks in 0.1 innings, he gave up three hits for four runs. His whip is 15. <laughs> Not <laughs> 15. And his current ERA is 108, which is how many years it took the Cubs to win the World Series. It's also how many stitches are in a baseball. True. So that's it. Wow. Way ERA and a 15 whip. That'll get you blower every time. <laughs> I don't think I've, we've ever had one so high on this show. <laughs> I, I think it's the highest whip I've ever seen. Yeah, it's gotta be. I wonder who got the highest whip of all time. Somebody find that out. Bring it to us in the in the chat. By the way, hashtag chance in the chat. Um, just want to remind everybody, hashtag chance in the chat. If you want to win the postcard of Frank Chance sent to you by me with a message of love and doom. So, um, is that the only blower? Yeah, I gave you. So, three uh, of them. yeah, <laughs> that's. I mean, it's the, it is the Cubs. I thought we might have more, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, a couple of interesting things I wanted to bring up is just like we've seen every starter now, and uh, I really like Jamison Tyone. I like what I've seen from him. He's got that sweeper pitch, which is all the rage apparently over in Yankee land, and it's basically it's, it's, it's a more lateral slider, yeah. but it's, it's a ball. If you don't swing at it, it is ball two. It is ball three, ball four. <laughs> I'm just, just wondering like how long it'll take for the hitters to be like, well, I'm not swinging it. That's the sweeper. I've I heard mean, it. I've heard it said before um, by, you know, a friend of mine who uh, pitched over in, uh, in the Asian leagues. And he says over there, they won't swing at it. So yeah. it's useless. But over here, it's a super effective pitch because people will fish for it. Yeah, it it could be an effective pitch if you have the balls to throw it at the batter. If you will throw that pitch at the batter and it sweeps in. The, I mean, it's the always a strike if you swing at it. Right, but I mean, you'll get like, but that's the thing with this, with the way that it sweeps and it goes laterally, you're right, it's a ball every time. So you have to actually throw it at the batter, at the batter, and then maybe it's a strike, and then you bring I, that's, it in. Was, that's how I the bowl. only way to hit it is for them to fucking stand in there with a ball coming right at them. And that's another reason that and, the pitch clock is so dangerous because they're calling like pitch clock violations when the guys are mid movement, you know. And if you're aiming at 
the pitcher effectively to get something into the strike zone, somebody could get seriously injured. Not only the batter themselves from getting struck by a thrown ball, but the pitcher themselves for trying to stop a violent motion like that. Or Clark. He's just standing over there. And he's not even wearing pants. That big head. (laughs) (laughs) Get fucking beamed. So I, I liked what I saw out of, out of him. I, Wisniewski, I just love. I don't know why. I, I mean, I've listened to a lot of the different shows. I've read a lot of the different blogs. There's some people that think that he's going to start in Iowa, but I'm like sitting there, why? Why would anybody think that when you see what he can do and the fact that we don't really have a guy? So, like, why would you think that? Is it the is it the starting the clock on him, I guess? Because I don't I don't get it. He's already won his spot in my mind. From what he did last year and now, like, because, of course, like last year he comes into spring training and he's got no control, then sure, you don't do it. But he looks good. Like, he looks like the real deal at all times. Like, uh, one thing, Danny, you had talked about before about the way that he fucking walked around the mound all the time. Maybe that would bug him because now he can't do that. No, it doesn't bug him one bit. He just does it after the strikeout and then. He's on track the rest of the time. And I, I mean, and it all depends on injury and stuff, but like you got Javier Assad back there at the back end too. Um, you know, I, he I seems liked, more like I like to I like him. Yeah. But he seems I don't like him, but much. he seems No, exactly. That's I think my overall point at the back end of the the rotation. And then I guess you'll get Hendo yeah. back. Yeah, eventually. What'd you say? I said unfortunately a lot of our guys are back end of the rotation guys. Well, that's it. I mean, we got we don't have an ace, but we got twos through in a bunch of fours. Um, actually, it's threes. Like Smiley, he did not look good. Uh, he was the only one that didn't really have a great start. But you know, he's a professional pitcher. I'm not worried about him being able to go out there and eventually look good. And um, the other thing I want to bring up is that you know, Saya, he was the best. He was the best shape of his life guy. He came into camp looking like this. Just full of muscles, and uh, just like Jorge Soler. And then somebody threw a firecracker over to his left, and he went like that, and then fuck, he was like, I'm out, I'm out. (laughs) And it's it's, uh, it's an oblique, which that could just be whatever, and nagging. So according to Jed Hoyer, they're just going to wait till it's fully healed, and he doesn't feel anything for a while, and so that he doesn't re-aggravate it, but that's really disappointing. They did that last year. Did he hurt his hand? Yeah, yeah, he he had a finger injury. A finger injury, and they're like, yeah, it's no big deal. And then we didn't see him for like a month and a half or two months or something like that because they're like, well, we're just going to wait until it's all healed because you know why? Because Jed knows they aren't trying to win. Like They didn't care. They don't give a shit. Like, it's fine. We're going to let Saya sit on the bench because – we don't care. We're not trying to win. Yeah, what were you going to say, FG, about his finger? Oh, no. Um, not really anything, but it's um, they're much less likely to play through injury in NPB. So if Saya has any say in how he treats his own injuries, it's probably a whole lot less of trying to play through things just to get games in. Yeah. Uh, Clint Nathan brings up Killian, Wesnasty, and Steele are about to be one, two, three. Justin Steele pitching tonight. We'll talk about him in a second. But, yeah, Killian, I don't know. Like, 
guess he had a, a knee injury that we didn't really nobody really clocked before, and now he's looking better. So I hope he had so, a lot of pl- he did not look good last year. Yeah. So and he didn't <laughs> he even struggled. look good in the minors. If you look at his, I mean, I didn't watch him pitch, but he the numbers didn't didn't bear out a, a successful pitcher. So because of that, we got to get a backup because there's no way that uh, Say is gonna. I, it sounds like they're not gonna have him start the year with they. I just don't think it's. Gonna I wouldn't happen. assume so him. with the timeline. I wouldn't expect him until at least. I wouldn't expect even to hear he's coming back until a couple of weeks in. Yeah, but Danny, you said that they were, you know, maybe Talkman gets that spot. Uh, I think I heard on the broadcast the other day, maybe Mancini goes out there. Yeah, no, I, I, I got, I got a bunch of names up here, and I'm wondering what you guys think about who sh- it should be. Talkman is 30 years old, and he's got a little pop in the bat. He's never really put it together together in a big way like the highest OPS he's ever had was back in 2019 when the ball was juiced to sell for the Yankees he had an 865 OPS really did great but ever since then it hasn't really worked out um and then um but I like what I've seen he made a nice catch in the field the other day like Talkman looks good and then you've got Trey Mancini like you just mentioned also he was supposed to be the platoon i guess at first base with hosmer but uh i mean you want that bat in the lineup if you can it's pretty above average bat for the most part so if he can get in there on a regular basis and play some right field i don't know how the defense is going to be talkman's probably better that's the thing how's the defense going to be say suzuki came in he's actually a pretty good defender and he was not the he was not the best he could be out there. Right field in Wrigley is not easy to play. So, and then you, you got, uh, then you got Deluzio, and this is his minor league. This this is the guy that was with the Cardinals, has a ton of speed. Uh, Cubs signed him in the off season, and he doesn't have the pop, but apparently he's a pretty good outfielder, more of a natural center fielder. But if you want the defense there in April. In Chicago, maybe Deluzio's your guy. I don't know. He's better. And then the real long shot is Brendan Davis because they don't want to start the clock on him. I don't think they think he's ready, even though he was in AAA last year, but he only batted 192. And Clint Nathan says Brendan Davis would be the ideal replacement. Yeah, but once again, you know, you're starting that clock, and I don't know that the Cubs want to do that. So, well, and, and Christopher Morrell is alive oh. and exists. Christopher Morrell, yeah, Morrell, but I don't the think right they field. even see him. I would like to see him play literally anywhere. Just, yeah. I would rather, anywhere. yes, I would rather I have him care. on the field than not on the field. But right field, I don't believe is the spot for him. I mean, I mean he's a put, center fielder. I mean, put Nick Madrigal out there. Apparently, oh god, he's got the what? arm to do it because he can throw from third. He can He'll get you know, lost in the ivy. <laughs> um, and then oh, I forgot one guy, Nelson N- Nelly Flo Nelson Velasquez, who um, last year batted two hundred five and it, it had six home runs and two hundred six plate appearances. He's not going to give you that as much of the bat. Um, but the clock has already started on him. I don't know what they're going to do with this guy, but um, he's projected to hit nine home runs and three under three plate appearances this year. So even 
they're projecting him to do better, but he'd be the other guy that might, uh, and he is a right fielder. Like he can act. That's his main situation, I think. So, um, so of those guys, what do you think they do? Who's who say is true backup? Who's going to be your opening day right fielder? IFG, who do you got? I'm trying to do this with both the Cubs and the World Baseball Classic team at the same time over here. And like, oh, my gosh, Samurai Japan, are they going to put Okamoto out there? Is it going to be Kensuke Kondo? Who the hell is going to be? Ah! And then we're over here with the Cubs. And it's like, oh, who's going to replace that? Yeah. We've got two teams on the hook here. Um, I, I don't know. Give Christopher Morrell something to do. Put Nelly Flo out there. Um, you know, so you, you would go Morrell. do fun things. I would put Morrell out there probably. Um, I want to see the good boys do good things. And look, tell us trade, in the chat, too, who you'd put out there. Can we trade David Bodie to the Dodgers for Jason Hayward? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping that sentence was going to end with, like, Mookie Betts. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm actually proposing trades that could actually happen. Bodie for Why? Hayward could actually happen. <laughs> And we have Hayward back. For then we'll three. have Hayward and Hosmer, and I will have to. Uh, my head will explode. But they would have Hayward back for like three weeks until Saya came back, and then you know they can send what? him away again. And then they can send him away again. They don't give a shit. Um, Bernie says Morel and Mancini, so she's with you. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, I my. I actually liked your Morel idea, and he's one I didn't even pick because I I was like, nah, they're just gonna they they don't see him that way. So I just thought right. they wouldn't, but they should I'm, see I'm him that way. I think you're right. Turns out in the outfield. Well, so. if he can play, I mean, he he played center, mm-hmm. uh, so I mean, he, he's out there. Right field would actually be a little bit better because as a rookie, he was a little timid about I don't know. I think taking his spot out there in center. You know, uh, but being in right field, I think might be good. And the kid has an arm that like people don't talk about Morel's arm, but it's, it's it's good. good. It's really good. And that's what you want over there in, in right field to maybe show. Let him play. See how he does. Just let him play. Let, let Morel play. Get rid of me. Literally. What can we lose? And fucking let Morel play. Yeah. I'm looking at it. Last year, he did not play right field. At all. He played no. center and left. And uh, but if you can play center, you can play right. Yeah, I don't know why they wouldn't think of him as a right fielder. But, yeah, I think it's a good idea. Why They're not, not real good and, at their and, job, Danny. <laughs> well, <laughs> and there's some people saying he that Morrell should start down in the minors. And I think a lot of it has to do with how his spring goes. And he's still trying to earn a spot on this team over the Nick Madrigals of the world. And, and of, unfortunately, do we not so have I, enough leadership? <laughs> no, we don't. Do they not need <laughs> somebody to lead? So, uh, so yeah, that's that, you know, it, I want say to come back, but I'm glad they're going to take the time with him. Cause I know that, Something like an oblique. That's something that you're like, oh, I'm fine. And then just like you said earlier, just like you drop something, you twist your head fast, and there comes that oblique injury right right away. You Happens to be pretty much every day off? I get out of bed. You I think we all remember wrong? the first time we sneezed sideways when we were 28 and couldn't move for six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 
So uh, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and beer. Good God. Yeah. We're, yeah. Me too. We're, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about kind of uh, well, this, how the new rules are playing out in, in the ball game. We're also going to do a new segment called the bitch clock, which I'm bitch really clock. excited about. It's going to be a lot, be a lot of fun. And then we'll preview the game tonight. And then we're going to watch the game with everybody over on the discord channel. I, I'll be over there for a little bit and um, I'm going to try to stream it. Shh, don't tell anybody, but I'm going to try to share my screen so that we could watch it all together and just hang out, watch the game tonight. But it's only for Patreon people who join the discord. So uh, join us at patreon.com slash sunranto. And to remind you to do such a thing, here's a commercial about it. All over Chicagoland, there are thirsty, frazzled, overworked Cubs podcasters who are struggling to survive one more baseball season in the dog-eat-dog world of unpaid content creation. But it doesn't have to be this way. You can make a difference. Become a super ranter at patreon.com slash sunranto, where your support ensures that poor, sad, pathetic, ugly, loser Cubs podcasters can pay for tickets and beer, and in turn, line the pockets of the baseball agarch Ricketts family. Just one dollar a month can buy a scorecard. Five dollars a month can pay for guitar strings to write a Cubs song. And ten dollars a month almost buys one beer at Wrigley Field. Cubs content creators are the lowest pieces of pond scum garbage that slither over the face of this planet. But super ranters help them get drunk and screw off at baseball games. What do you get out of it? The Sun Ranto Show delivered to your podcatcher without stupid advertisements like the one you're seeing and hearing right now. Plus, at other Super Rancher levels, you can get Cubs music, access to private Sun Ranto pages, the Ranter calendar, and special thanks and Ranter recognition in our live broadcasts, plus eligibility for monthly prizes. What does Sun Ranto get out of it? Your money. For tickets and beer. Go to patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto. And become a super ranter today. Welcome back. So, um, yeah, so week of games. A lot of uh, pitch violations. A lot of balls that and strikes called on people not being ready. A lot of lot of short baseball games. Two hours, 20 minutes. To, I think one was about two hours long. I mean, that's taking a full hour off the game. Initial reaction. Uh, yeah, so you're, you're, you're not liking it. You think they're playing too fast. I, personally, like, I always say it. I'm here for both the science and religion of baseball. Like, I get it. Baseball has to make money. It's got to turn a profit. Blah, 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 blah. As a baseball devotee, for the religion side of my baseball brain, if I'm going to the ballpark, that's what I'm doing that day. I'm meeting friends there. I want to hang out. I'm going to go eat something at the, and I'm going to go buy stuff from the vendors, and I'm going to go hang out at the ballpark. And if I go to the ballpark, and I'm paying $75 for my seat, and they're kicking me out the door two hours later, I'm going to be pissed. That is terrible value for my money. It is. It's annoying. Um, <clears throat> I will say. <clears throat> and I've spent a third of that time standing in the line for freaking garlic fries. 
<laughs> well, exactly. You could seriously miss two innings just using the bathroom now yeah. nowadays because it's it, it's quick. I've done it in my own quick. house. I went and made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and missed an inning. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, I, I, John, John Pickett says the Sunrider show is longer. <laughs> 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 and we're only a dollar a month. <laughs> <laughs> Some radio show longer than baseball. <laughs> yep. Oh my god. No, I. Uh, I think it's going to. It, it's going to get a little bit longer when the regular season starts. I think there will be. You know, I think Danny was talking about how you know you still have to make time for the sausages to run around and do things like that. The ownership is not going to like having. Uh, you know, people leaving earlier. The problem is it's actually going to make the game sort of worse because I think that once they figure out they have some extra time, they're just going to throw in an extra commercial. You know, you're going to get uh, one more minute of commercials during They're going to have break. game stoppage time, like yeah. planned ad time in baseball. Mm. I could puke. Ugh. Well, Planned. I mean, they already do. I mean, I mean but it's like, just they want more. Uh, yeah. Well, it's like um, it's like how they ruined Pat Hughes' broadcasts. He used to just be able to call the game, tell his stories, and now yeah. at Gold Coast Bank is sponsoring every freaking strikeout and, and all that stuff that they do. And even it's, when there's and it's not terrible. a strikeout, you know, like yeah, they've they got have to say fucking, they're, they're like, well, if that would have struck him out. But if it had been a strikeout, that would have been yeah. brought to you by Gold Coast. Yeah, nobody sponsors walks, you know. <laughs> Which is stupid because walks well, brought to you by Skechers, right? Like, <laughs> you want to take a walk and you want to be comfortable, get yourself some Skechers. Yeah, what what should Sunranto sponsor? The bitch box. The bitch clock. <laughs> yeah, well, every gonna, time we mention yeah, the bitch clock, Sunranto yeah. owes us five hundred dollars. <laughs> that pitch clock violation brought to you by Sunranto. That's what we'll do. <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. Let's join the Patreon, and we will we will do that. Um, <laughs> no, I agree. They, they're they're playing a little too fast. I got a couple fisk fixes for it. I don't think you need the pitch clock before the first pitch of every at bat. No pitch clock. And they have a, a they have a thirty second something for everybody like run off the field, but oh, you don't need that. Enough. Just let it let it breathe there between batters. Let the guy walk up there. Ian Hap talked about it. On time his- to hug the umpire. That that's actually a great idea, Danny. It's like the pitch clock starts after the first pitch is thrown each batter. Like I think each you're right. Batter. That would be really good. That would be a much yeah, better that- way to. I mean, because really, you're only gonna extend you know the 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 bat by what 30 or 40 seconds maybe a minute but it's enough that it'll give back a little bit of that not only that the the way that it's set up do we even like have time to listen to people's walkout music i mean this is important i thought exactly well according to uh john benedict the the organist at Wrigley, they've already gotten a memo about what they will be doing and what they won't be doing. And he said, they're going to be playing a lot less. So there, a lot of that stuff will be gone. And I think that's, that's a problem. Because, 
That's yeah. why you're showing up the ballpark. You want the organ. You want the, you know, the walk up songs and, you know, Stalin Castro. We're all clapping, you know, dun, 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 and Ando and Versace, his but song. It, like, that's the yeah, artistry. They, that's the fun in baseball. They're taking that all out. It's all because they, if it's not quantifiable, if they can't fucking put a number to it, then they don't want to hear about it. Well, they need to get more creative in the damn betting house. If they're going to destroy my sport over it, then they can figure out how to bet on the cheerleaders uniforms. Like I'm here for I'm here to be entertained. This is an entertainment profession. Hold on. Bet on the cheerleaders uniforms. I'm intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> What are, what are yeah, we talking what about are, there? Yeah, no. What are what are they going to wear that day? Or you yeah, know, are they I wearing mean, like, the white yeah, outfits or the blue exactly. outfits? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Or you know, what are the Cubs going to wear this hat or that hat? You know, you, we could bet on anything these days. But the the other idea uh, that uh, Ian Happ had a couple of ideas on on his show, and I I think that he also thought that it was a little fast at times, and the thing that bothered him about it was that when he had to go, he was next, he was on deck and somebody had gotten out. And normally you wait for that guy to clear the field in before you're in the batter's box. But he, and you say whatever to him, like, Hey, nice job or what, you know, whatever yeah. you say, but you wait for him to go to the dugout and then you go up to the plate. And he said, there was no time for that. And he had to run right up to the box and do it. So it was a little, he felt like he was a little rushed in those moments, but all of those guys on the show were pretty pro pitch clock. Like they didn't mind like during the at bat that it was going that way, but they did feel like it was going quick, but like somebody like Zach short, he's been playing in the minors, but right. I feel like the major league atmosphere just is a, it breathes a little bit more and you want it to, you in the minors, like theater, I, I say it all yeah. the time. Sports is reality theater. We're not here to watch people score points. That is, you know, we no. want it all. We want we want to watch them score, and we want the theater of it too. Like we, right? You know, you want both things. Yeah. The, the other thing is, it's like these fucking numbers are arbitrary. Like somebody just made it made them up. In the minors, it's. 20 and 15 why can't it be 25 and 20 i don't like the idea i've heard bandied about like after the seventh inning you get rid of the bitch clock that's fucking i like that you don't don't play the game two different ways and the end of the game is always the slow part of the game like if you want a fucking bitch clock you put it I mean, you I don't want a pitch clock. Yeah. So, yeah. so here's my thing. I don't want a pitch clock. I, okay. I want to find the person who first thought of a pitch clock and kick them firmly in the shins. But if I must have a pitch clock, it would be great if we didn't have it in the ninth inning. See, and, and so the game the deciding thing I, I would take cannot be arbitrarily decided by somebody who is not involved in the play. I don't know how many games that I'm like sitting there. I'm like, man, this game's rolling along fifth, sixth inning. And then it fucking grinds to a halt. Right. Like, yeah. It right. really grinds down. And it's like, first off, you don't play games with different rules. Rob Manfred and your fucking stupid guy in the fucking extra innings well and okay, that's the but, other thing and they, that's they, it. they already they already shaved a ton of time off of the game 
that you're at like two hours and you're in extra innings already, that you don't need the guy in second anymore. You've already made the game short. Like, just forget that Manfred Man guy they, now. They should have forgotten that guy anyway. But it's a different. You're gonna have a you two don't hour... play the game differently at different times during the fucking game. You just don't do that. Well, Bill, you Bill wants to do, to do that. Then you don't do it at the start of the game when that's fast already. It's because you've got one pitcher who comes out and pitches, and they're not looking to fucking bring in anybody in the middle of the inning, or you know, uh, somebody's blowing up, and so they got to get people warmed up. Like, and so they're trying to slow things down. That's not the problem. I yeah yeah I I hate the, I hate the pitch clock too but they should play faster like I I wish there was no need I wish they would that before the players agreed to it they'd be like okay listen we understand that we're lollygagging and some guys are real really taking way too much time out there so we promise that we're gonna do better and we're gonna police ourselves with this stuff they could just do that like. I, you know, I work in the theater. We can just yeah. be like, you guys, this show is dragging so much. Like, nobody's <laughs> right? going to want to watch this. Like, you're talking too slow. You got to get up there. It's a little energy, louder, faster, stronger, funnier. Let's go. And that's what a director, and I've said this many, many, many times. And guess what? They get it together. and They're like, let's go. And they go out there yeah. and they kick ass and it's and it's good. So just keep that up. Have a guy in the dugout be like, faster, faster. Let's go get in the box. You know, like. Don't let them get away with it. That's all we needed. Yeah. That's all we needed was that for them to decide to play faster. And they could have done it. But now you're sitting there and like the guy looks down at his shoe his shoe for a moment or he gets distracted by something in the crowd. And they're like, oh, he wasn't looking at the pitcher. So that's ball. That's a, a strike on you. It's ridiculous. It's just making stuff happen in the game that didn't really happen. It ends up you have things that are being recorded that didn't happen, like intentional walks where you don't have to actually walk the guy. Like it's yeah. dumb. Uh, that we... walk did not happen. That base runner does not exist. Yeah. It's it's not I... earned. You're having I... things that are happening in the game that are not earned. I will and the say agree with thing you. about the... baseball is that you have to earn every 90 feet. Yeah. Well, not quite 90 anymore. Or... The bases are bigger. Uh, from the but, middle of the base to the middle of the base. <laughs> that's, no, one uh, thing I, that's one thing I haven't noticed. And the other thing I haven't really noticed too much of a difference on is the shift, the lack of the shift. I haven't noticed that everybody's, you know, uh, like lefties aren't doing that much better. Like, yes, I, I, mean, I saw the dumb right fielder shift against Joey Gallo today. Where oh, they the take right the guy field from left oh. fielder and oh. shift him over. Yep. Somebody tried it. Yeah, I did see that. Somebody finally tried that. Um, how did how did it go? I, I don't know. I just saw somebody I mean, send me a play? screenshot. Yeah. They were like, look, it's happening already. Yeah. So I do have a couple of pitch clock things I want to put up. People talking about it. I thought this was kind of funny is that um, uh, John Foley had tweeted out and said, uh, brief delay this inning because the bat boy forgot Trey Turner's oven mitts as part of MLB's new rules to speed up the game. The bat boy was executed. <laughs> 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 and then Susie Hunter commented, said stern, but fair. <laughs> I, I saw that out there. Uh, a lot of places. One of them had hashtag RIP bat boy. <laughs> <laughs> I also got this one. Uh, this from uh, Megan Montemuro, uh, one of the Cubs beat writers for the Sun-Times, right? Yeah. Is it, I yeah, think so. I think it's Sun-Times. Um, just ha 
just had a dual pitch clock violation at the start of the third inning. Diamondbacks Mantiply wasn't ready with warm-up pitches coming out of the half inning, and Brennan Davis wasn't in the box looking at the pitcher, so the at-bat started with the one-one <laughs> count. <laughs> That's the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> and like nobody probably clocked it either. So it's just the dumbest thing that, that ever happened. So that's why that is if you don't have the pitch clock to start at a bat, that kind of crap won't happen because that is stupid as hell. Yeah. Can you imagine everybody just stands there like, okay, well, you'd get a strikeout because it would be two and two, and then you'd strike out. If you well, just nobody stood there. knows. You know, nobody knows the that's the only thing that I I don't really like. Like, uh, I, I'm okay. The pitch clock doesn't bug me because it does move the game along. I really like your idea, Danny, that you don't start it before the first pitch. And I would honestly not, like, 25 and 20 would be fine. This is the one rule that doesn't necessarily, I don't know. It, it does just move things along. I don't really. It's too it, fast. A little too but fast. But it never bugged me before, like how slow it was. So for me, it's fine. I don't know. But uh, yeah, th- there are just some weird, weird things happening out there. And it's just fucking annoying. Yeah. The, <laughs> the, the weird stuff is just stupid, though. Like the one in one count to start at bat because like nobody was ready. So uh, I like this. This is from Gordon Beckham, ex-White Sox player. And actually, he's he's not on the White Sox anymore, right? Oh, I don't know. Who's he playing for? I don't know. He's got to be playing for somebody. He's pretty I young. think he's playing for the LA Galaxy, right? Beckham plays for the Galaxy. No, that's that's a different Beckham. It's this soccer. is the guy yes. that was on the White Sox, I think. <laughs> um, uh, and, he hasn't played in 2019. He was uh, oh, with okay. Detroit. He said, any person that thinks it's okay to have a game to be decided on a pitch clock needs to take a long look in the mirror. You're telling me you don't want to see what happens in a 6-6 tie game in the bottom of the ninth? Are you really a fan or someone pushing participation trophies? Oh, he had to go against the woke mob on that at the end. Well, and I really liked <laughs> that he put a uh, an apostrophe S after the trophies because that's some possessive fucking trophy. Dude. Come on. Leave my man alone. He is absolutely right. Okay, you know what? I'm fine with that. But Gordon, where are you on the fucking Manfred man? You want to talk about doing some dumb shit? This this the, the pitch clock makes much less of a difference than the fucking Manfred man in my opinion. Yeah. Well, I think this is actually I blame Theo for all this stuff. You know, I blame Theo for a lot. I really blame Theo for the last pretty much 7 years. You know, you used to always have those like industrially trusty. Yeah. Now we can have Theo we P.O. (laughs) Yeah, blame Theo. (laughs) And Theo we P.O. And uh, here's here's one more about the pitch clock from Seth Daniel Rosin. They call them the bag. I'm kidding. The bag. Um, The bag. (laughs) Hey, Rosin bag. Um, He said, this is such a joke. God forbid you have to wait a full 30 seconds in between pitches. If you don't enjoy the ambience of baseball game, go back to your gamer dungeon and play Fortnite. How much of an NFL game is an actual is actual live action? No one complains about that. And that's a good point. NFL it, just stands there. Well, it's, a, it's a good like, point. Hey, look, at, 
except for the NFL has a fucking play clock. So it's, it's yeah, just but it long. stops yeah. like a lot. Yeah, and people no, just I, walk around and do things. I don't, I, I don't understand football in the slightest. I don't even try anymore. Uh, yeah, I, I've been yeah. told that basically anything that makes sense to do in any situation is against the rules. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and and then no matter what happens, some guy who's wearing a stripey shirt is just going to come out and say it didn't happen anyway. So I just wait for them doing. to update me on who the winner is at the end of the game once they've decided. It is. It is kind of what they're doing uh, with baseball right now. Like all anybody cares about was was the spread covered. Is really all anybody gives a shit about anymore that watches football or any sport. Well, that's what it's coming down. That's what they're trying to do to baseball. Uh, I mean, they're really just trying to make it as formulaic as possible, so that the numbers bear out versus having interesting things happen that change what you thought was going to happen which is what makes yeah. sports fun but they're trying to get rid of that stuff uh but yeah. with the pitch clock the main thing that bugs me is when nobody knows what the fuck happened like when the, the ump's <laughs> like hey, this is this thing. and he and and fucking everybody on the field goes these are guys who've been playing this game their entire lives some for like 20 years and they have no idea what's happening in the game anymore it's and hilarious. literally they're looking at people in the stands these hand motions don't mean anything like, bitch clock dude fucking hurry up did you hear there was out some some drunk guys at the the, the, the games have been pretty empty at Slow Park. I know it's early in spring training. It's been cold down there. They're announcing 9,000. There's like 2,000 in there. It looks like what it is. But these drunk guys at the end of the game counting down the pitch clock, they're all like, five, four. I Did was just going to say, were? I haven't actually seen that, but that is something <laughs> that really does need to happen because that would be fucking hilarious if every at bat as soon as they get to eight, right? Because the eight it's is malicious when compliance. I'm they here have to for be it. In. Let's do Everybody it. Everybody starts chanting eight, seven, seven. six, and just <laughs> fucking messes with the batter, messes with the the pitcher. Like everybody's getting all fucked up, and you're all just drunk out there. Like, yeah, we just screwed that guy up. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we absolutely should insert ourselves into this. We, so hey, um, this is an opportunity for the fans. To make a difference, I see it. I, I go to, uh, you know, college basketball games, and when the shot clock gets low, they start to count it out, you know, all that stuff. Let's, let's go. Let's do it. So, uh, speaking of the pitch clock, we got our own. It's the bitch clock. And um, what we're going to do is, uh, IFG, you, you want to be first on this one? Because since you're already in the key position, Sure, let's go for are, it. Are you, are you ready to be the first? Uh, I, uh, I can bitch usually blocker? rant about something. That's fucked up, okay, Danny. So, why you gotta Why you gotta put the woman there in the fucking first bitch clock? Well, because she's already because because of this. Yeah, he's, he, that's it's why. Convenient. That's all. <laughs> it's that's convenient. Cool. It's seriously convenient. So I'm gonna uh, give this a spin. The bitch clock. I'm just trying to make uh, you we'll... uncomfortable. Yeah, thanks, Michael. <laughs> I really appreciate that. So, um. So here's what I'm going to give the wheel a spin. Now, these are all you can see here. Get, am I sharing my screen properly? Yes. yes you can we're see seeing all it. these. Do are, I get a mulligan if I need one? I'm, I'm trying to read them. I got sure. Boog. I got uh, 
Okay. You Darvish trade, sportsbook at Wrigley. I, got I mean, there's all sorts. Let's see. Yeah, owners crying poor. Yeah, I'm not going to read them all. I'm just going to give it yeah. a spin. Yeah, spin. Go. Here we go. Do, do, do. We need a. We need bitch clock music. Oh yeah. Oh, we it's need... coming. <laughs> so. All right. I think you might want a. Uh, do yep. you want a mulligan See, that's on this why one? I need the mulligan. Yep. All right. All right. We're we're getting it, a mulligan. It was season ticket holder mistreatment. I am the. I buy my tickets on the train on the yeah. way to the ballpark. All right. All right. It's not my tax bracket. Okay. Not. Not signing free agents during the window. Not signing would, yeah. free agents during the <laughs> window. Okay, here we go. She's trying to show off her okay. San Diego shirt. Yeah, well, well I think she's ready to. I think she's ready to bitch. So let, I'm going to start the bitch clock, and here we go. Clock. You have okay. sixty seconds to bitch. Manny Machado is signing his second $300 million contract. The Cubs have not yet signed one worth $200 million to anybody, anybody at all. We have, we don't have a Manny Machado. We don't have a Xander Bogarts. We don't have a Juan Soto. We have, what's coming up next year? What, are we going to throw $500 million at Shohei Otani? Is that what we've been saving up for all this time? 30 seconds. They, they say... They say that any money they don't spend this year just rolls over. It rolls over, right? Are we throwing half a billion dollars at Shohei, Jed? Is that the plan? I'd love to see it. No, I How about during the window? That was specific. How about during the Cubs window? Like during not the getting Cubs a Bryce window? Harper. Oh my gosh, yes. We, we all absolutely loved sitting through Ben, uh, you know, another year of Ben Zobris divorce and Daniel Descalso uh, and all this other nonsense. <laughs> bitch, sadly, the only thing is, the Cubs know about windows is that it closes quickly. I'm supposed <laughs> to still is. be in a window. I'm supposed to have a window forever. We were supposed to not have to talk about windows anymore. I was promised. Yeah, I, Sorry, I was I promised glass doors. They just open. So, Michael, you're now in the key position. Okay, I, let's see I what think, happens. I think we give the bitch clock another spin. And I, I hope you get Boog. I God, I'm really, no. I wish I could fix this. <laughs> I really want that. Okay. The bitch clock is, his wheel is spinning. And now you're going to, oh, this is pretty good for you. Owners crying poor is your bitch clock. And uh, let's go. Oh, I got to start again. Bitch clock, you have 60 seconds to bitch. Okay, owners crying poor over... These motherfuckers are billionaires. All of them. They have all the money in the world and they don't fucking spend it like they do. So, I have actually posted about this a number of times. When they fucking argue over, like, what? It was a million and a half bucks over the, the Wilson Contreras last year on his arbitration. That is like fucking 15 cents to you and me these fucking billionaires need to check themselves and everybody says like oh well baseball players don't make the owners are making billions billions biblical losses are not biblical losses when you fucking have billions of dollars look yeah if i lost a billion dollars that would be bad because i don't have anywhere near that but fuck these guys I don't know. 
Stop you know your bitching. <laughs> That's there's a lot of pressure when this one comes up, but I'm really excited. It's the first- I like it. I I like this, and I'm gonna get better, people. I actually, I just, I, I honestly, I feel like I let you guys down with that one, but I'll get better someday. I'm gonna get (laughs) booed. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take my uh, my turn at the bitch clock, and let's go. uh, Let's see what I get. Rubbing my hands together. Come on, Daddy needs. Daddy needs a new pair of shoes. The you Darvish trade. Goody. Okay. I'm gonna have to look up the guys that were in it. I, I uh, you don't have time. No, no looking up. You yeah, no, I don't have time. time. No, I, I, but I do have time to, no to start it's this a again. Bitch clock. We're gonna know, walk put, here I'm, in a second. I'm putting it on. Bitch clock. You have 60 <laughs> seconds to bitch. All right. You Darvish was. And still is probably one of the most interesting pitchers that I've ever watched play. He's got 10, 12 different pitches. He's fascinated in the science of pitching. All of Chicago loved him. He was friends with Cubs Twitter. He talked to Michael Cerami, my co-host on Outside the Ivy. And that and people loved going to watch him pitch. But the Cubs decided they didn't need somebody of that caliber that they were paying that much money. And why? Because they decided they weren't going to win baseball games for a few years. And they would maybe tank again and say it was some sort of stupid reset or not a rebuild or a retool or whatever the hell stupid thing they said. The moment they'd raise the white flag and said, we are going to suck for the next half decade is the moment they traded you, Darvish, for guys who were teenagers, 18 years old. Damn it, Reginald Preciado. When's the last time you heard of that guy? Stop your bitching. No, I don't want to. <laughs> that was <laughs> fucking, fucking I, bullshit. I, I got to say, that was really good. Danny, I think you win that that fucking game of bitch clock. That was good. Oh, it's a game? I didn't know we were it going against each other. Now. It is now. All right. Because um, I just lost. And I'm over here like... <laughs> so I'm, I'm fucking I, coming for you next time. If, if we have time at the end of... never forgive them for you. Okay. Never forgive them. Since, you know, we... Since we got IFG up there wearing her San Diego shirt, we got Danny bitching about you, Darvish. I'm listening to the recap podcast, Gordo and Kaplan talking. Gordon Wittenmeyer, by the way, is, is my spirit animal. Uh... He was actually talking about how San Diego went out. They fucking spent all the money, right? Like billionaire owners. That was my thing. San Diego doesn't have a problem with their billionaires. They're fucking spending all the money. They don't care because they actually understand that the amount of money that they have versus what they're giving to their players is minimal. So they're doing this. And what happened in San Diego? 40 percent jump or something like it was no yeah. no no, no yeah. i'm sorry it was huge I'm, yeah it was a huge it, yeah it was close yeah, to yeah, making money hand over the in attendance they were in third place they were in third place third yep. place they were a fucking wild card team this is not a team that anybody was like oh they're the world beaters this is fucking 27 yankees no but they wanted them to be they put all the best players out on the field. And you know what happens when you do that? You get all the fucking fans. 
all of them come in. And what do the Cubs say that they have? They Biblical say losses. a lot of their money, <laughs> They like the Cubs and the Red Sox claim that most of their money actually comes from attendance. Well, if you want attendance, spend money like fucking San Diego does because they put the fucking money on the field. And guess what? Everybody showed the fuck up. I mean, they got you, Darvish, Manny Machado, Juan Soto. Tell me how here, IFG. Uh, like, we're we're, we're going to talk about it. We're going we're gonna to preview this game because the Cubs are playing San Diego tonight in God only damn it. 10 minutes. <laughs> right? So but, like, we're going to preview it. No, we'll, t- we'll talk all about Slam Diego oh, in one second. But we got we got to go to commercial. You just don't win World Series. Way to go, yeah. Donnie Downer. <laughs> we're going to take right, a quick break. I need another beer. We're, yeah, it, we're going to take oh a break God. for our Amazon search bar. You, if, if you those. shop at if you shop at Amazon, go to sunranto.com slash stuff and buy everything you buy on Amazon through our links because you can win a monthly Amazon prize, which we're going to give away right after this commercial. And you could win this cute little uh, Cubs man thermos that I'm giving away tonight to one of the people that shop through our links. So we'll be right back. Hey, Cubs fans, at Amazon.com, do you buy lots of stuff? Why not support the Sunranto Show by shopping through sunranto.com slash All you gotta do is fill your cart at Amazon with lots of stuff. Then before you check out with all of that wonderful stuff, head on over to sunranto.com slash and click any of our Amazon links before you buy your check out like you normally would with all that beautiful and the Sun Ranto show will get a small kickback because of the you bought and you'll be helping in the Sun Ranto show buy all the we need to stay on the air talking about the Cubs and other plus you could win a monthly prize if some of your is chosen for Amazon of the month. And if you win, we'll send you more. Sunranto.com slash that address again is sunranto.com slash the And we are back. And uh, we are going to give away a Amazon prize of the month. Here's going to put up a couple of the Amazon uh, items that were purchased. We have a, um, let's see, Temptations Mix-Ups. Ooh, crunch, crunchy uh, catnip was bought some speed sticks. Someone's out there smelling good. And uh, some Swedish fish, delicious. Doesn't Real- speed stick sound so much more fun than it really is? Well, you know what? Speed stick actually saved my life because almost every single deodorant my body is allergic to except for speed stick. And it's like the most regular one. So when I found that out, everybody was much happier because I started wearing deodorant again. I just got real excited and tried to sniff it, It, which you are supposed (laughs) to sniff it, but not actually sniff it. Yeah, well, that's weird, Michael. And and then (laughs) somebody bought a Baby Yoda diamond painting kits. 
So that's pretty cool. Hogwarts Legacy Xbox Series. Very cool. And um, Pickleball Battles. So congratulations. There are 32 items that were purchased. Pickleball is the uh, fastest growing sport in the U.S. Yeah, no, I know. My my sister plays all the time. They like draw a court in their in their uh, uh, street and fight with their neighbor about playing. It's so, like handball it's with like, a tennis racket or something, right? Yeah, or- it's fun. I mean, it's it's like uh, no, it's it, like it's, ping pong. It, it's like with wiffle balls. So it's a wiffle ball with a ping pong paddle on a tennis net. Oh. Okay. Yeah, but it's a smaller court. So let's spin. Jesus got introduced to something. She got a big smile. She's like, "Wait, I can see that. I'm, I'm in." Our our tennis courts are turning into pickleball courts right around the corner. So I know all about it. So I'm, I'm spinning the number picker wheel. Who, whatever we we can't see uh, number. We can't see it. You got to put it on. There we go. Uh, Twenty nine. Number 29 was the winner. And so let's see where that corresponds to. So I believe it's on here. It is the iPhone charger, the three fat pack, 10 foot long. Uh, Congratulations to the person who's now charging their phone from far away. You win. That's that's the one that people get because they want to like feel like they're old school. They got their iPhone and they got it charged to the wall and they're walking around 10 feet away from the wall. <laughs> exactly. The cool like, thing like is a... the ones, the ones that they got, there's a little bit of light on the, like the phone end of the charger. Like the, mine doesn't have one because I'm not cool. Like they are, but like, there's a little light in this part of it. So when you're like awake in the middle of the night, cause you've been scrolling and it's three in the morning, you can look on the floor and see where your charger is. Cause it's got a little light on it. Oh, oh, very nice idea. Hey, uh, real, real quick though, you know, yeah. we just started the bitch clock, and I have to say, I loved the bitch clock, and I do think it should be a game. I think that, uh, I think that everybody in the chat should vote when we're done and see who wins. Yeah, who award us points, and, and and then we'll keep track through the season. That's a really good idea. So like in QI. So, oh yes, I love QI. I love- if you don't know what QI is, go to Tubi.com. They've got all of the old ones on there. Just Oh, man. I might have to start way back. I love I love <laughs> so, the old Steven episodes. Anyway. So there's a Cubs game about to start in four minutes. So And we're going to go watch it over on the Discord channel for our Nobody post-game. Nobody will be there to watch, Danny. They're all here. Well, I know. <laughs> that's that's the us. problem. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, you know, but we can't go longer than the Cubs game will be. Um. So here's the starting lineup. Nick Madrigal getting all the reps out there. Then they got Dansby, Trey Mancini, Jan Gomes, who doesn't seem like a cleanup hitter to me. Call me crazy. But um, Edwin Rios in there batting fifth. Matt Mervis, who does seem like a cleanup hitter, is uh, playing first base and batting sixth. Christopher Morrell, seventh. David Bodie, the hottest hitter on the Cubs right now. And then Brendan Davis. So this is a nice lineup. I'm excited to see this. I I like um, the defensive lineup, but I hate the fucking batting lineup that's yeah, a shit yeah it doesn't make a whole lineup. lot of sense does it yeah yeah matt mervis sixth like bodie's hitting the ball and he's eighth like makes no sense brendan Jan davis Gomes like he's fourth? got pop. yeah it's exactly it makes no sense Fuck. so um maybe i don't know maybe it's just like a spring training thing i don't know like they want to get him a few more at bats and then get him out of there i don't know like just like who knows? But uh, the Padres are going out with there with Trent Grisham in center, Jake Cronenworth in 
at uh, second. Manny Machado, third. Nelson Cruz, who I forgot was on the Padres. He's another one that they picked up. I can't believe old man Cruz is over. He's like, hey, everybody, come on over. <laughs> he's, he's batting fourth. Now that's what a cleanup hitter looks like. Absolutely. A Nelson, yeah. Matt Carpenter in his salsa. They picked him up, so he's going to be starting at uh, – I guess who will um, Carpenter will be playing first in this game, but uh, what's his name? Tatis is going to be off of his suspension on four twenty. Actually, Tatis is destined for the outfield, and then he'll be right back on. Yeah, so Matt Carpenter will probably like end up on the bench at that point. But Matt Carpenter did great with the Yankees last year. Um, he had a one point one three eight in one hundred fifty four plate appearances uh, for the Yankees. Under one point one three eight OPS in one hundred fifty four. So he did great. I don't know how the hell he did that. It must be something in the salsa. And then, um, I, who else I, is playing? I oh, think we oh, talked about that at the end of last year. They used him in the proper places against pitchers he could hit against and uh so you know Sounds maybe insane. san diego is like yeah that? we can do that too we've we've got spots where we can just rotate him in yeah and then uh austin nola at catcher taylor colway left field jose azokar at right and jackson merrill at short and i don't know who those three guys are so um and no juan soto tonight so that's nah. that's okay, and no and no Xander Bogarts either. So yeah, you don't get to Bogarts, see him play. Bogarts is in Taiwan with uh, Team Netherlands. Uh, Juan Soto is probably all on his way to the Dominican. I would assume um, Manny's probably heading there soon. It still surprises me. Like when I think of Xander Bogarts, I do not think of Norwegian stock. <laughs> well, that's because. No, He's from the Caribbean, and the Dutch colonized the islands. Oh. It's because white people do bad things. Yes. You know, I, I had my... Uh, <laughs> He's from yeah, Curacao, my, I think. Yes, my honeymoon was in Curacao. And I, I went, went to down Bonaire. There, and I totally went down there expecting it to be some sort of Spanish or whatever. But, yeah, they were speaking Dutch. I do remember that now. Yeah, they were speaking Dutch, and there was a, a lot of very uh, older, heavy white people, mostly tall blondes, on, mostly naked on the beach. Fantastic. See, I so, went to Bonaire in the summer, and mostly nobody goes there unless they're really into diving, which you do in the winter when the water is calmer. So, very, very few tourists when I was there. It was grand time. Well, I can say so here's the pr- all the old Dutch people did not give me a bone air. Lord, love a duck. So uh, we talked about tonight's lineup, but this Padres team is pretty stacked. They also picked up Alfonso Rivas from us. They're, so the, they've got Cole Hamels uh, sitting down there in the, in a minor league contract. They also t- – tonight's starter for the Padres is Tehran, and I, I guess the game's starting now, and he's – you know, a, a Braves. He was on the Braves for years. A, a veteran for years. Uh, been pitching for a long time. So they're just stockpiling everybody, making sure that there's a backup for the backup for the backup for the backup for the backup. Fernando Tatis is going to come back, and they're just stocked. They've got rough, rough narrow door on this team too. Like they just got everybody. Yeah, like it's it's sickening. They, 
as as they should. Everybody's been looking over at New York, the Mets, mm-hmm. with everybody. No, 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 no. They're in fucking San Diego. Like, yeah, it's Peter Seidler that the that the uh, anti collusion collusion organization is actually against. This guy's like, look, man. I got a whole lot of money and I can't take it with me. So let's spend it on some fun stuff and do some cool things. And it's working and making him a shitload of money at the same time. And now Bob Nutting sitting over there going, oh, my gosh, I have been sitting over here for a decade just making more money and profit sharing than I'm paying out in payroll. And I really don't want this racket to end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I absolutely want to see a. Uh... No. Never mind. I was gonna say Clint Nathan and- says odor stinks. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I was gonna say Mets and Padres World Series, but we can't do that. Mets and Padres uh you know, NLCS. That could be fun. Yeah. You know. No, it, that's who it should be because it's the teams with the most talented players who spent the most money on the most talent. And you know, if the Padres have any weakness, it's probably the bullpen. Uh, they got Hader on the back end of it now. He kind of struggled last year. Uh, He's probably coming up for an extension next. Only, only at the beginning, though. I think yeah. he got his shit together after he realized that it wasn't going to be shitty Milwaukee his whole life. <laughs> like, yeah. I think he got really happy and giddy. And sometimes that doesn't, like, you can't go to the mound feeling good about yourself. Yeah, but, once he, work. but when he was in Milwaukee, he fit in in the town. And then he went to San Diego and he realized what an idiot he looks like. You know yeah, what I mean? He's like, <laughs> he's like, wearing a fucking cheese head. Is it cool? Yeah, he's like, what? No mullets in San Diego. Actually get haircuts. You guys, you guys don't have shitty mustaches out here. He's, he, he's walking around and, and all the, uh, the Navy guys and the Marines are like fucking hippie. Go away. <laughs> Beat him up. <laughs> Took him a minute. So, well, let's get over to the Discord and watch this game. I just have a couple of announcements. Uh, Bleacher Bum Band, opening day. Y'all should come. It, we're going to be at Output Lounge. It's right in there north on Clark by a block from Wrigley. And uh, it's free. So, come on by. Rock out with us. Uh, the game probably ends around 420, 430. Bleacher Bum Band goes shortly after that, maybe an hour, half hour after that. So come on over, come watch us rock. We're gonna have a great time. We got a new drummer, Tony Terrific, and he's awesome. And you guys, the band sounds the best it's sounded, uh, really ever because we're rehearsing the hell out of the kid. So, um, so come on out. And then uh, I, I wanted uh, Nick Madrigal struck out swinging. Oh, well, that's simple. the way you it, start it. And I wanted to uh, plug the show I've got opening up on March 9th. That's next Thursday at Trapdoor Theater. It's called Joan in the Fire. Uh, I'm going to drop a link for it in the chat right now. It's uh, Trapdoor Theater is spelled uh, like Trapdoor and then theater with an R-E, like the the fancy English spelling that makes you sound more artsy. So, uh, yeah, Joan in the Fire is the name of the show. It's awesome. Come see it. I wrote all the music. Uh, My wife, Nicole, directed it and... I don't know. It's awesome. Usually it's a really interesting Polish uh, playwright who, and it's a, it's, it's about Joan of Arc, but it's, it's more, it's about like how history is told is what the play is about. Like who gets to tell the history of Joan of Arc? Is it Joan of Arc or is it the storyteller or the historians or the King or who gets to tell the story of a historical figure is kind of what is more the theme of it. But Joan of Arc's in it. 
Cool. In fact, there's three Joan of Arcs. It's one of those. <laughs> so then uh, I want to do a March Madness charity bracket. We did that last year. I don't know anything about college basketball, but I just, you know, I like picking teams <laughs> and having fun and, you know, and, and raising money for the Lost Boys. I figured we'd do that. Um, you know, by the way, 10% of all the money that we get on the Sun Ranto show for our Patreon goes to the Lost Boys. So awesome. uh, you can feel good about becoming a, a member of our Patreon because you're supporting them as well. And then, um, so I'm going to post that on the Ranters page. I will also post that on the the Discord page for the Super Ranters. I'll put it out to the Patreon people. I'll put it everywhere so that if you want to join, I figure what we'll do is like $20 buy-in or something like that. And then half the money will go to the winner, half to the Lost Boys, and that's how we'll do it. So we did it before. It was sounds fun. Good. We raised up like 500 bucks. Sounds sounds like a good time. So um, what else? Oh, yeah, I wanted to mention uh, UIFG because I didn't get a chance to listen to it yet. But you went on a podcast recently, and I'm going to drop the, the Cubs PS Plus podcast. Yes, you went on Mike, with Mike Waller's podcast. Cubs yeah, yeah it was a great I'm going to drop a link for that in the chat. And, yeah, t- tell us all about what happened. Uh, no, he asked me to come on and talk a little bit about international baseball and uh, the World Baseball Classic and how the two of those things intersect uh, and just some basics on, you know, how somebody gets into uh, watching foreign leagues, if that's something that they're interested in doing, uh, some of the differences in uh, rule sets or customs uh, between the different leagues, because every different country has its own uh, awesome and unique uh, way of approaching baseball as an entertainment product uh, and how they approach it as a sport. Um, and those similarities and differences is one of the things that's, you know, most interesting about the, uh, about international baseball to me. Um, it was a really great time. We had an awesome conversation. Uh, so yeah, take a look. Yeah, and- I listened today and it was very good. Uh, both of you did a, a good job. It's, it's a fun podcast. Thank you. Yeah, we should have you on the show to uh, talk about that, too, sometime <laughs> on this show. You know where Samantha to find show. me. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Um, so I've got some TFCs. I, I, I won't run through. I, I want to get this out there because this is very funny. John Jurgavan, winner of the Cubs Miss Carroll contest. Oh, um, he, he did win, right? Yes, I think so. Well, yeah, he, we yeah. always think he wins. Whether yeah, exactly. he does or not, we always think he wins. He he does do an awesome job, but I he posted something in the Sunranto Ranters uh, page that I thought was pretty funny. He said, "Which baseball terms can also describe something sexual?" So I'm just <laughs> going to go through these, as, and there were some great answers. So I'm going to go through all of these. Uh, I'm going to read them real fast. So we got um, opening day, extra base, getting to first, second, and third base, rounding the bases, comebacker. I said ball. That's stupid. <laughs> The good old DP Um, going deep. He's a knuckler (laughs) in the (laughs) hole. Give me the big stick. Let's play two. Um, uh, Dick in the hole. No, that was a private joke. Um, Stance adjustment. (laughs) Slide. Uh, Use pine tar to get a good grip. (laughs) Chicks dig the log ball. Gapper. Have to use a resin bag to dry my fingers. <laughs> um, catcher's box. The shift is on. Foul pole. 26-man roster. 
Ball in the dirt, September call-up. I like that one. Going deep. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. We, we were doing the old September call-up, yeah. <laughs> Going deep. Those balls were rubbed with a special mud from the Delaware River. <laughs> <laughs> Slump buster. Delaware uh, River sex mud. <laughs> choking up, fisted foul, cheese. Dong, he scored. Choke and poke. <laughs> Aim for the gap in center. <laughs> it's going, going, gone. <laughs> Double switch. <laughs> Rocky's purple helmets. <laughs> that was it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> Shout out to David Lowry for that one. Um, <laughs> Jimmy Lowry. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Clear the bases. Rally killer. The tarp is being rolled out. <laughs> Shoot one through the gap. <laughs> no, no, no. Up the gap, Artie says. <laughs> and Tyler says, I like through the gap. <laughs> Tyler says, a little dribbler. <laughs> Jergo stuff says, the bags are bigger this season. <laughs> Bring it in the lefty. <laughs> Yo, look how Zambrano is wrecking that dugout. <laughs> um, <all right. laughs> last, last page. Last page. <laughs> a two-bagger. A three-bagger. Time to get on the rubber. Let's go to the bottom half. <laughs> what a stretch. What a stretch. Oh, God. Uh, put out <laughs> Charlie Horse box score, <laughs> squeeze play, and the final one is Dick Pole. Oh, oh, my. God. oh, oh yeah. sorry, there's one more 69 Cubs double up, um, <laughs> box, holy cow, and fisting. I like what Ari says oh. there. This is basically a rundown of every college intramural softball team name I've ever seen. <laughs> oh my oh god! I don't god. believe I've ever laughed that hard on this show. That was um, that was excellent. Holy shit! Yeah. So thank you, so, John Jerkovan, for that very entertaining segment. <laughs> delightful. As a quick rundown of the first inning, uh, Swansby and Mancini had backup bloop singles to right field, and then we double played out of it. Yeah. Oh. Oh, why? Because who? Because uh, Gomes is the is the freaking four hitter <laughs> cleanup guy. <laughs> yeah, is the cleanup guy running like we like really a really need Mash Mervis batting second in the second. I, I don't. Yeah, know. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Makes a lot of sense. So, um, <laughs> so all right. I I got I got one more TFC, <laughs> and then and we... the worst ever because what we just went through. 
<laughs> I know, but it's uh, so I I called out to everybody. I said, "Hey, Pat Hughes is calling this get this Cubs game with JD. This is not a drill. Everybody should go listen." And Maddie G said, "What?" You don't want to hear a story from Boog about the shoelaces he was gifted last <laughs> fall. <laughs> ah, I mean, just, uh, only if it's sexual innuendo. Innuendo. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's our show. We've uh, we're gonna go over to the Discord channel for all the Patreon people. I'm gonna try to stream the game in there. I also have a pizza coming in seven minutes, so I'm excited about that. Um, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play one out closer to a beer, a live version. And uh, I'm gonna play a live version of one out closer to the beer uh, to a beer uh, from the Bleacher Bum Band la- uh, last summer. And then uh, there's also a new, brand new Patreon. All the people that support us at $10 and above, they get thanked at the end of the show. If you've seen those names go by, those are the people that we call the super duper ranters or whatever the hell we call them. And then, but we really appreciate your support, all you guys. So I made, I made sure everybody, all the new people that have joined at that level, I made sure you're all on there. Uh, and those uh, are the people like everyone should try to be. They're awesome people. Yeah. You should want to be They're just better like than you. Them. They're better <laughs> yeah. than you. It's a you're about to see a scrolling list of people who are better than you if you aren't spending ten dollars <laughs> or more. And and if you don't want to join up on some I understand why people wouldn't want a recurring charge. You can always tip us in this show. The money is split equally amongst the three of us. Uh there's a Venmo da- uh, code down in the corner, Venmo Danny dash rocket with two t's you could paypal sunranto at gmail.com s-o-n-r-a-n-t-o at gmail.com and uh you know that also helps the show stay on the air and pay for the our time and the things that we do to bring it to you so uh we're going to be over on uh, the discord channel with all the patreon peeps uh right about now watch some game watch me eat some pizza and uh in the meantime i guess i just got spagog to say spagog, spagog!
Speaking of raffle tickets, we are back because we forgot to do the chance. <laughs> so I'm, I'm back here with IFG. Uh, we're going to give away a postcard. Uh, Michael is uh, probably grabbing another beer. I, I, I don't think he still realizes that we uh, forgot to do the chance. So uh, we're going to do it real quick. Uh, and then I'll play the Patreon supporter video. So here we go. Let's draw it. You don't have it on the screen, boo. Oh, I don't. See, it says it's show. It says it's sharing it. It's Alex Anderson is the winner. I don't know Did why it's not working. The fucking oh, there chance. it is. There it is. Yeah, no, we, we we just did it. Alex Anderson, you are the winner. Congratulations. Yay. You have won a postcard sent for to me by you. And now I would like to thank all of our Patreon people who uh to who brought you this show. And we'll see you over on the Discord. So long. <laughs> Thank you.